Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland where the Indians are wrapping up their homestand that has seen them play 10 straight or will see them play 10 in a row at home coming out of the All-Star break. And what a homestand it has been after a slow start against the Twins where they dropped the first two games. They salvaged that series last Sunday, swept the Tigers earlier this week, and took game one of the series against the Royals on Friday night with two more to follow Saturday night and Sunday afternoon before the team heads back out on the road. And in the process, heading into play on Saturday, the Indians are now just three games back of the front-running Minnesota Twins. Remarkable when you consider the Tribe was 11-and-a-half back entering play on June the 4th, so more than a month ago, well more than a month ago, the Indians were 11 and a half back, now just three back of the first place Twins. Reason why? They have the best record in all of baseball since that time. Coming up later on this week's show, we will hear from Indians outfielder Oscar Mercado, who has had quite a stretch on this homestand after a a slump heading into the All-Star break. First time in his major league career that he's had to battle through that. Mike Freeman also will join us. The Indians utility man who has really made a nice contribution. We'll hear from two relievers, Adam Simber and Tyler Olson, who are part of the Indians bullpen that is ranked as the best in the major leagues statistically ERA-wise. And we'll also have a farm report with Indians director of player development, James Harris. But first, a look at the week gone by, and we begin with Monday's 8-6 to win over the Tigers. That's where the Indians got the scoring started in the second inning, thanks to Mike Freeman. Now the 1-1 pitch, swung on, lifted in the air to deep left center. Back goes Stewart and Reyes near the wall, and this ball is gone! It just kept going! And a two-out, two-run home run over 
the 19-foot wall in left center by Mike Freeman. The Tigers stormed back. They scored four times over the next three innings and took a 4-2 lead into the fifth. That's when Oscar Mercado got the Tribe to within one. Now the 3-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to deep left. Oh, it's way back there. Home run into the bleachers for Mercado. Number five for Mercado. And the Tiger lead is down to one. Detroit four, the Tribe three. It was 5-3 Tigers in the sixth inning when Tyler Naquin delivered a huge base hit for the Indians. Naquin, a swing and a liner toward third fair ball inside the bank. Down the left field line. Perez will score. On his way to third, Freeman being waved home. Stewart can't come up with the ball and left. Game tied at five on a double by Naquin. What a piece of hitting. Then in the seventh, it was Mercado staying hot and putting the Tribe on top. Down the set. Now the pitch, a swing and a high drive, deep left field. It's got a chance. This ball near the wall, gone. Oscar Mercado has his first ever multi-homer game. A towering blast that got over the 19-foot wall and left. So the Indians won it by a final score of 8-6. to six. Game two of the series with the Tigers Tuesday night, a little bit easier that night. As the Indians blanked the Tigers 8-0, they grabbed the lead in the second inning on a Jake Bowers RBI single, and then Francisco Lindor knocked in two more. Now the 1-2. Swung on, a little looping liner down the right field line. A leaping attempt by Dixon. It went off his glove, Cairns down the right field line and foul ground. Bowers scores around third. Naquin comes home and slides in, and down to second is Lindor. The next batter was Mercado, fresh off of that two-home run game the previous night. Well, he kept it rolling on Tuesday. Swung on, hit pretty well to right. Down toward the right field corner is Castellanos. This ball, it is gone! It just did stay fair. It just did sneak over the wall. And Oscar Mercado with an opposite field two-run home run right down the right field line. His third home run in the last two nights. The Indians added two in the third, and it was a 7-0 lead when the rains came. Over two hours of rain, and the delay, though, didn't mean too much for that try bullpen. It hurt Zach Plezak as he had to come out of the game, but the bullpen picked things up right where he left off and finished the shutout. Olsen's next pitch swung on, a bouncer to third. High hop handled, Ramirez throwing the dirt. Dug out by Santana! ball game. So the Indians are able to get their 10th shutout of the year. And for the first time this year, the Indians are 13 games over 500. So the Tribe had taken the first two from the Tigers. Wednesday, another victory for the Indians. And we pick things up in the third inning. And yet another highlight for the red-hot Oscar Mercado. Bases loaded, nobody out, no score yet. And Mercado awaiting the 3-1 pitch. Here it comes. A swing and a shot up the middle. By Castro short into left center. Freeman and Naquin will score. Lindor's on his way to third. And a two-run bullet single by Oscar Mercado. And the Indians have a 2-0 lead. It was 2-1 Indians in the seventh inning when Mike Freeman 
delivered a key base hit in unusual fashion. Yeah, the way Freeman's been this year when he plays, he'll probably get a hit here. Ramirez's pitch, drag bunt, first baseline, and a beauty. Fielded by Dixon. Kind of bobbled through the first, not in time. Base hit, run scores. How about that? That's Freeman. Mike Freeman with a drag bunt down the first baseline caught the Tigers napping. Detroit pulled within a run on a Nick Castellanos solo home run in the top half of the eighth, but in the bottom of the inning, Lindor would have an answer. Terry Francona just feels he's been tired from everything he was involved in during the All-Star festivities, and so almost a half a night off by letting him DH. The pitch. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away, back, and gone. And just like that, it's 4-2 to two Indians. Yep. Frankie's refreshed. 15th home run. That is 12 from the left side. The Indians pulled away on RBI hits with Jason Kipnis and Greg Allen coming through, and 7-2 was the final. That set the stage for a sweep possibility on Thursday, and the Indians came through with a 6-3 victory. Good pitching matchup. Matthew Boyd against Trevor Bauer, and the Indians took the lead in the first inning thanks to Jordan Luplo. Now the pitch. Luplo with the drive. Deep left field. Gone to the porch. That's the 10th home run of the year for Luplo, and he gets the lefty again. Nine of his 10 coming off southpaws. And he blasted that to the home run porch and left, and the Indians with a 2-0 lead. Now the Tigers are trying to avoid the sweep, and they hit solo home runs in the second and third innings to take a 3-2 lead. But in that fifth, Tyler Naquin's sacrifice fly tied the game, and then in the sixth inning, Jose Ramirez put the Indians back in front. The next offering from the left-hander. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left. It's got a chance. Go on to the bleachers. Jose Ramirez with the Indians second. Two out, two run homer to left. Five to three Cleveland. As Ramirez hits number nine and now has 42 RBIs. And what a roll Ramirez is on. Then Brad Hand was on looking to secure a four-out save and a four-game sweep of the Tigers. Brad Hand, as always, very deliberate. The set, the pitch. Swing and a miss. Ball game. 94-mile-an-hour heater. And Mercer's down swinging. And Brad Hand strikes out the side and, in fact, struck out the four Tigers that he faced that recorded outs. So the Indians headed into the weekend and a series with Kansas City on an upbeat note. They had won five straight heading into Friday night's matchup. We start in the third inning. The Indians trailing by a run when Tyler Naquin stepped in. The pitch, Naquin with a high drive to right. Down the line it goes and it is a home run off the foul pole. How about that? He's done it again. And the Indians have a 3-2 lead. The question is, will that pole keep standing? Then it was Oscar Mercado continuing his surge at the plate. And the pitch, 
A swing and a line drive to left, down the line, fair ball. It's going to roll to the corner. Indians will take a 4-2 lead. Mercado makes the turn at second. He'll hold with the RBI double as Frankie Lindor crosses home plate. Jose Ramirez and Roberto Perez each drove in a run to make it 6-2 Indians, and then Mercado was back at it in the sixth. Indians on top, 6-5, runner at third, one out the pitch. Swung on, yanked to left field, base hit near the line. A four-hit game for Oscar Mercado. Walking home is Naquin, and the Indians steal back the momentum. Mercado with a four-hit, two-RBI game. And the Indians now lead it 7-5. Mercado made it a five-hit night with a single in the eighth inning, only the 12th rookie in Indians history to compile a five-hit night. And the Indians added three more runs in the eighth inning and ran away with a 10-5 win in the series opener against Kansas City. So it's been a big week for the Indians with the six straight victories heading into play on Saturday. And when we come back, we'll talk to several of the players who have played a big role in that, including Oscar Mercado and Mike Freeman when we return. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. I wrote this next song for a gal from Cheyenne. She'd never have told her how Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats. She said if they could love her pooch as much as she did, then so could I. Well, I couldn't. This next song's called Cat Person. It was a rough, rough night in Wyoming. The cat was out of the bag. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Two more games left on this homestand if you don't have plans tonight. It is Francisco Lindor jersey giveaway night at the ballpark as the Indians take on the Royals at 7-10. And then on Sunday afternoon, a 1-10 first pitch before the Indians head out on the road. Three in Toronto and then four in Kansas City. Big reason why the Indians have been playing good baseball for well more than a month now, the emergence of rookie outfielder Oscar Mercado. He battled through a tough stretch prior to the All-Star break and now is swinging a hot bat once again. And coming off a two-home run game on Monday, he talked about what turned him around at the plate. Just building off of some some confidence that you know I developed in the cage before, and MVP. Like I felt really good. Felt like I was swinging it really well, and I just I just felt comfortable with uh, some of the stuff that I was working on. And um, I even told myself I was like, I think today could could be the day. So. I uh, just going into that, that's kind of, I think it was the biggest change for me. The team's been going well for a while now. Mm-hmm. It really has uh, six and two now in the month of July, so that, that's starting to, to click in, and it has been for a long time. Uh, what are you seeing during this good stretch that, that seems like the team's in every game and has great chances to win every night? I think everyone, you know, the game, the game's flowing pretty well for us, pitching, our bullpen, our hitting, our defense. Um, it's not going to be perfect all the time, but so far it's been good. And it's allowed us to put ourselves in good positions to to compete in every game. It's kept us in every game. Uh, and uh, I think that's just been the biggest key, um, playing as a team. And also you get guys that are swinging it really well now, guys that you know haven't exactly um, felt that good all year. But 
now they're really starting to come into their own and it's you know i mean a top three mvp guy in hosey you know he starts to swing it like hosey always swings it and it's, it's going to be pretty pretty deadly so i think it's awesome and i think it's been a huge part for us but in all i think as a team we're playing extremely well and personally, uh, as time goes by in the major leagues, I remember talking to Francisco Lindor about this, his rookie season, always trying to balance, you're a rookie, you have a lot to learn, but you want to feel like you belong too. And, and how are you balancing that? I think you start to feel like you belong with success. Um, and even when you don't have success, you got to understand that you're here for a reason. So, like, no one just snapped their fingers and you were brought up here. You know, you had to earn your way here. And... You just got to make the most of it when you're here and uh, not really about Nick making a name for yourself, but just doing everything possible to to help the team win and uh, doing everything you can to to kind of force your way in there and um, gain the trust of the players and the coaching staff. Well, it has worked really well for you for a while now. And Oscar, thanks a lot for coming by. I appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it too. That's Oscar Mercado. And then on Friday night, a five-hit game for Mercado, just the 12th rookie in Indians history to put together a five-hit ball game. Another player who has been a key for the Indians during this hot stretch has been Mike Freeman. He's a backup infielder and sometimes outfielder. Not the easiest of roles to play, but he plays it well. And on Wednesday night, he came up with a huge two-out RBI bunt base hit to help the Indians defeat the Tigers. And he talked about executing a play like that late in the game. Not your typical situation where you're going to bunt, so you know, kind of use that to my advantage. Um, with the lefty on the mound, typically falls off the third base side, so I felt like I had a good chance to beat him to first, and um, you know, second baseman Beckham did a good job getting over there to cover to make it close, but um, yeah, it worked, worked out in our favor. How far in advance do the wheels start turning that that might be a possibility? Um, just kind of walking up to the plate, uh, you know, being left on left, I feel comfortable going to first base. Uh, you know, I'm walking up just kind of seeing where the defense is playing. Um, and in that situation, um, I felt like, you know, I was set up to uh, uh, benefit, you know, the opportunity to, to try it out. Did you get a chance to peek into the dugout and see the reaction of your teammates? Uh, I didn't. I was, I was pretty fired up over there behind first myself. And, uh, um, you know, I just I knew that was a big run. So I could imagine, you know, if I was in the dugout and somebody did that, you know, how jacked up I would be. So. Um, yeah, I'm sure it was pretty cool to, to see those guys uh, pretty excited. Well, some good stuff there from Mike Freeman, who has been a key factor for the Indians off the bench. Whenever he has been called upon, it seems he comes through and makes a contribution that helps the team win. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching, specifically the Indians' bullpen with Adam Simber and Tyler Olson. That's after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. You having fun yet, folks? Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And don't forget, if you want to tune into our show, a lot of ways to do it. You can do so on the Indians Radio Network, various affiliates picking up the show each week. We usually send it down the line at about 5 o'clock on Saturday, so you can catch it either pregame or postgame, depending on when the Indians play that weekend. Also, check it out online at Indians.com or as a podcast on Apple iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. Well, the Indians' bullpen continues to have the lowest bullpen ERA in the major leagues. One of the key contributors is Adam Simber, who has been 
extremely strong, coming on in tight spots at times. Also, giving the Indians some length at times. Whatever they need, Simber has been able to get the job done. And last Sunday, he came on in a pressure-packed spot to strike out Nelson Cruz with the bases loaded and preserve a win against the Twins, at least be a part of that. And when we caught up with Adam earlier this week, he talked about the challenges of entering a game with runners already on base. I mean, I think that as a reliever, you try to come in and picture nobody on, nobody out. It's a clean start of an inning. Um, trying to let base runners get to you, and I think that I do my best, but I think when when you get out of it, you definitely feel a little bit more fired up than than a normal three up, three down, nobody on, nobody out situation. And you mentioned that. It was about as big a mess as you can be in with bases loaded, goofy inning happening, and, and do you notice that kind of stuff going on where there's some controversy going on back and forth? Yeah, I mean, we were all we were all pretty upset in the bullpen with uh, some of the calls, but, I mean, that's, that's baseball. Uh, Bieber pitched a great game, and he just got some tough breaks that last inning, but it was fantastic to watch from the bullpen and just glad that we could come in and finish the job. And a key out is facing Nelson Cruz, who a feared, certainly, power hitter. Well, you've had some good success against him, and, and what are some of the keys when, when you have that type of season going against a particular hitter? Um... I mean, yeah, he's seen his track record. He's a great hitter, always has been. Um, I, I've been fortunate enough to pitch him how I wanted to the last few times I've faced him, or I guess the first first time I've ever faced him is this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good when it goes your way in those situations. Obviously, there's some ups and downs along the way, but throughout the season, the bullpen has been really strong and consistent. And and what are you seeing out there, not only from yourself, but from your teammates that has allowed, as a unit, the bullpen to be really successful? Uh, I think I think we all knew we were going to be all right at the beginning. I think everybody on the outside was kind of doubting where we'd be, but I think we all knew what, what in, as individuals, we were capable of and um, with kind of the core group of guys that was here last year were capable of. I think that we just kind of tried to block out what people were saying and um, just kind of do our job, and I think that's what we've done. And usage-wise, it seems like Terry Francona most times has put everyone in, in good positions. And uh, do you sense that too, and, and get a feel for when you might be coming in at certain times? Yeah, I think Tito's done a, an amazing job of managing the bullpen. Um, it, it's a nerve-wracking game down there for the sixth inning on. Um, you try to keep it chill for the first four or five innings, but I think that most people kind of know get a feel for for when they need to start getting loose and um, I think Tito's kind of headed that up and kind of given us all a sense of when we'll be going into a game and um, yeah we've done a good job or he's done a good job. I know after the game uh, you had mentioned it you thought this team could get on a roll again it was on a real good roll prior to the all-star break what what's changed maybe from the first two months of the year that that's allowed this team to start winning a lot more consistently? I think we're just having fun together. Uh, I think that we we kind of got a taste of winning and um, got sick of losing. I, I think we realized that winning's a lot more fun than losing, and I think we, everybody just kind of loosened up. We've sort of gelled together as a team. It's not quite a bunch of new faces like it was in the spring, and now it's like, all right, we're we're a group, we're a family, and we're gonna go have fun together. All right, we'll finish up with with your method for staying sharp during the All Star break. It's not easy for. Uh, pitchers in particular to, to be sharp that first game back, but but you did fine on, on Friday night, and I know you got away for a little bit. What did you do to, to try and keep that throwing program going and at least maintain some semblance of being sharp? 
Well, my wife and I went to Sarasota, Florida to find a beach, but it, it rained the entire time, so I had to go inside uh, of a parking garage, and I had about 30 feet of space to throw into a cement wall, and I did that for a couple days and uh, tried my best to keep my arm moving. That's some serious dedication right there. <laughs> you, you got to. You got to. All right, Adam. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That's Adam Simber, Indians reliever, part of an outstanding tribe bullpen, also a part of that pen, Tyler Olson. He pitched two innings to finish up the Indians' shutout over the Tigers on Tuesday, a game where rain delayed the game after three innings of play by two hours, so the bullpen had to fill six innings, and it only took three relievers to do it. Olson finished it up, and he said he enjoyed the rare chance to go multiple innings. Uh, it was great. I mean, you know, it was it was a good opportunity opportunity for me to go out and you know find some rhythm um, in what I'm doing with uh, my approach and and the way that I'm attacking guys and throwing some different pitches and different counts. And you know, overall, I think uh, everyone you know stepped up in that situation um, of what we had to deal with last night. Obviously, that's it's not something that we're looking for and and something that we're expecting, but. You know, we we did a, a good job of stepping up and, you know, saving the pen for today. It seems like it happens every now and again, whether it's a starter who has a, a short outing or there's some sort of injury issue or a delay um, where the pen has been called upon to fill a lot of innings and it's gone well. And, and what does that say about that camaraderie and, and trying to get things done as a as a unit out there? Right. I think it just shows, you know, that, that baseball is a game of adjustments, and especially, you know, for guys in the bullpen, there may be times where you know guys are called upon to, you know, step up and eat up some innings or throw in an earlier inning than what they are used to throwing. Um, so to to have what happened last night, I think shows a lot for where this bullpen is at, as far as just going out there and being unselfish and and doing a job that you know Tito calls upon us to do. The two innings for you, a longer outing for you. A lot of times you're just called upon to to get one hitter. It, mm-hmm. Is that as tough a challenge as there is for a, a pitcher to, to come in and, and just be sharp for that one guy, knowing that, that you're on for that one one hitter sometimes? Yeah, it's definitely different. You know, I, I kind of knew going into last night that I was definitely going one inning, um, and I knew if I had a little pitch count, I was probably going to go out again, just given the situation of the game and, and today. And, um, you know, to, to go out there, though, for one hitter, it's you got to bring it right away. Um, there, there's no pitching around a guy. There's no getting to the next guy. It's, you know, you got to go from pitch one to the last pitch. So to be able to again go out last night and and throw, you know, some, some multiple innings was kind of nice to get into a good rhythm. Tyler Olson joining us, Indians reliever, who had a, a strong effort last night. On the Tigers' side, the starting pitcher was Ryan Carpenter, a college teammate of yours. You guys were in the same rotation. Marco Gonzalez of the Mariners was also in that same rotation at Gonzaga. And uh, we are talking earlier, I'm going to say it's a rarity that three pitchers in the same rotation in college are all in the major leagues at the same time. Did you ever think about that much, or, or did that register at all last night as you, as you watched Carpenter pitch? Um, yeah, it definitely, you know, over the years, you know, watching, you know, obviously close closely with Marco and then as Carpenter um, broke into the league uh, last year, it was it was really cool to – kind of see you know where where everyone is at today and to see you know that that hard work does pay off and and the uh, program at Gonzaga has done a great job at molding pitchers and developing pitchers and setting them up for you know careers past college and you know it's it's really special to see guys continuing their careers especially in the big leagues people think of Gonzalez uh, Gonzaga they think of 
basketball, obviously, they have that great tradition there. But uh, you mentioned developing pitchers. It, was that something that you knew going in, or was that a surprise for you and, and a pleasant one? Um, I, I knew just from, you know, growing up, you know, in, in the hometown of Gonzaga and, and seeing, you know, the way that they do things um, and seeing where, you know, guys have ended up, you know, from going to Gonzaga, you know, I, I knew that they did a good job with their pitchers. Um, I had the opportunity to uh, pitch in the summer before uh, my first year at Gonzaga and have the pitching coach be one of the coaches. So to, to get that first, you know, couple months with him and see how things were going to be done, I knew it was going to be a fun and special place. Getting back to the Indians team-wise, it's gone really well for a while now. Uh, much scoreboard watching at this point, or is it too early and, and still just trying to make sure that this team plays well each day? I think the biggest thing is not to get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, obviously, you know, we, we got to take one game, at, one game at a time and just focus on going out there and winning that day. Um, I think that's going to be a big key to our success as we go further into, you know, August and September, that we don't, we don't worry about where we're at right now. We don't worry where anyone else is at right now other than just worrying about the day, day-to-day things that we got to do to go out there and be successful and win. That's been working well. Tyler, nice going last night. Thanks. Thank you for having me. That's Tyler Olson, Indians reliever, who has been part of that top-shelf Indians bullpen that has the lowest ERA in baseball. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development, after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Don't go away, folks. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from downtown Cleveland and Progressive Field. Joined now by Indians Director of Player Development, James Harris. And it's been a busy time for the Indians farm system. Obviously, teams continuing to play and do well. All-star games taking place throughout the minor leagues. And the Futures game was right here in Cleveland as part of All-Star Weekend. Nolan Jones, who's now at AA, and Daniel Johnson, who's knocking on the door at AAA, they were both a part of the Futures game. And uh, James talks about what that moment meant for Jones and Johnson. I think it's huge. Um, two players within our system in our city um, means a lot, both to, to the organization and to the city. gives an opportunity of people from Cleveland to see what's coming up in, this, in the system. gives them the opportunity to play in progressive field with two decks, Tons of people and on national TV. So that's the stage they're looking to get to on a daily basis, and it's great to give them a little taste of that um, in an all-star setting. Of course, they're there because they're having outstanding seasons, and I know Nolan Jones is, is moving. How's he handled that adjustment to, to AA Akron? Seems like numbers-wise, he's, he's doing just fine. Uh, he's, he's, doing, he's doing great there. We're really excited about the things that he's done, um, and he's adjusting just fine. And Daniel Johnson, uh, another guy who started at a lower level but now is at AAA Columbus, a little bit bigger sample size, and it seems like he is really handling things well and, and maybe knocking on the door a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that we were just getting to know at the beginning of the year. We acquired him in the offseason, came into our system, and hit the ground running. And things have not changed with him, whether it be at the Futures game or in Columbus. He's, he's done quite well for himself. 
When you look at some of his attributes, um, I'm not sure if power was a big one, maybe from the outside, maybe maybe certainly people here thought that there was some potential there, but uh, how has he done tapping into that power which seems to, to really show itself? Yeah, he's a, he's a well-rounded player. Um, he does things with, with bat speed, and the ball seems to jump off his bat, which is exciting. And like I said, we didn't really know him. He was a guy that we were, we were getting to know as a part of the player development process, um, but we were pleasantly surprised with, with the pop that he showed. When you look at uh, some of the teams in the system, and we're visiting with James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development, uh, let's take a look right down the road. Mahoning Valley, the New York Penn League, short season, single A, so some younger players there, position player-wise. Uh, two guys who were signed international signs recently, not, not several years down the road, but recently. And uh, let's start with Brian Rocio. Uh, what are you seeing there from him? Well, he's a guy that if, if you followed spring training, he's a guy who came up and kind of wowed a little bit in, in spring training with the major league team. So, But then he, he goes to um, Honey Valley this year. He's, he's dynamic both defensively and offensively. Now that he's with a club, traveling day by day, learning how to be a, a professional baseball player, um, it's not just the things that happen on the field, it's the things that happen off the field that he's learning too. So we're really excited about where he's headed. And you mentioned, Adam, and maybe we can throw – George Valera in there too. Uh, I know English for some is better than others based on, on where they were and I know for some of them they spent some time in the States before they were signed but uh, how are they adapting with language and things like that and what are some of the things that you try and do to, to get them up to speed? Yeah well a lot, one of the things we do is we do all our baseball in English so it stresses just imagine someone from the United States went to study abroad and you get immersed into the environment of a different language you tend to learn it a little bit quicker. We try to do that with our, our athletes on purpose to bring them here, um, do our baseball stuff in English, and then provide English classes off the field for them to, to catch up. Guys like George Valera are completely fluent in English and Spanish, and he's a bridge to the players. So if we're doing something on the field that is in English that a player doesn't understand, he's a guy who would jump in and help his other teammates, which has made him a leader amongst his, amongst his teammates. Wow, outstanding stuff there, and again, that's all part of it for sure. Uh, staying with Mahoning Valley on the position player side, you can never have enough catching. Mm -hmm. Everyone's looking for catching. Uh, Brian Lavastida, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, what do you have on him down at Mahoning Valley? Yeah, he's a guy who's, who's only caught really interesting. He's only caught for about two years. Um, and with last year being his, his first year as pro ball, being one of those two years. So uh, he's caught on really quickly, and we're really excited about where, where he's headed. Again, he's another guy who's, who's bilingual, helps with the, the English pitchers and the Spanish pitchers, which has been outstanding for us, and we're looking forward to, to his growth and development. Let's switch to the mound down at Mahoning Valley, and uh, we, I think we've already talked about him prior, but uh, now some starts under his belt. Ethan Hankins, former highly regarded high school drafted player um, in his first full season of, of pro ball, and how's that going for him as the numbers certainly look great, but uh, what are you seeing from him? It was almost going too well for him. First couple outings, he was just breezing through, basically getting everyone out. Um, the outing, I was down to see him last week. He actually had some runners on base, got squeezed out of the zone a little bit. He struggled. But then it was good to see him like kind of get upset with that, not in a bad way, but then come back and, and compete. Um, we were really excited that he was able to do that. And it's good to see guys face some adversity. And in this case, it was, it was, I was glad that he had that opportunity. Is that kind of that balance when, when you go and you're evaluating players? You almost have to see them have struggles and maybe fail a little bit to see how they can break out of that? Yeah, I, and I wouldn't say that I'm there to evaluate them. I'm just more to, to gain a better understanding of how the development process is going. So with him, you're like, wow, this guy's doing really good. I would, would like to see 
Um, what happens with runners on base? Can he hold runners? Well, what happens when a call doesn't go his way? I was fortunate enough to see all of that within one inning and uh, see how he responds to that because that's going to happen to him in double-A, triple-A, and in the big leagues. So it's better to see that as soon as possible so he can learn to deal with those things. One other pitcher from Mahoning Valley, uh, Tim Heron. A lot of young players at that level. He's a college kid. Uh, what are you seeing from him? Yeah, college kid from Indiana. Um, we were really excited. Lefty came in and, and did well in the league. We had a need in Lake County, felt that he was ready and mature enough to, to do that, and we're going to move him on to Lake County here this week. James Harris joining us, and uh, we'll finish just to touch on a couple of players at Columbus that we've seen in the major leagues already this season, but a, a progress report. Yu Chang, I know, had some injury issues early, got a chance to, to play in the major leagues when the team was down in Baltimore, now back at Columbus. Uh, has he gotten his season going, so to speak, now as he gets healthy? Yeah, starting to, it's starting to get healthy, start to build some confidence both in the hand, which was what was was injured, and in what's happening on the field. Had an opportunity in Baltimore to come up with a big big league club and then go back to AAA and had some success. So he's, he's starting to become the, the U-Chang that we've seen in the past and looking to build on that. And for Eric Haas, it almost feels like he's part of the major league team because he, he's just a, a foul tip away, but you want him to be ready. And uh, what tells you that, that he's doing the things that he needs to do to be ready if there's an opportunity? So the great thing about, about Eric this year, he's the everyday catcher. So there's been times with his whole career where it's been Francisco Mejia or he's come up to the big leagues where he wasn't necessarily playing every day. But now that he's playing every day and getting those at-bats and opportunities to develop, it's like coming to the park, working through his routines, going through the highs and lows of the season are things that he's developing and working through. A lot going on in the system as uh, we get post-All-Star break at the major league level. Only a month and a half to go in the regular season on the minor league side. James, as always, thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development, our weekly catch-up on the farm system for the Tribe. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. So glad you could tune in. We will join you next week from Kansas City. That's where the Indians will be taking on the Royals next weekend. I want to thank Brian Matze, as always, putting together our show each week. Until next weekend, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.